Welcome, and thank you for making the time to join us for this intentional time of Kingdom Come Prayer. This is a time for all of us, all age groups, all campuses of our church, from wherever we are, to boldly seek God together, to recognize Him for who He is, to make space to draw nearer to Him, and to cry out to Him on behalf of our world, and to dream big dreams with Him. We believe God wants to move mountains both in and through us, and we wholly trust and believe that something amazing can and will happen when we pray. In Jesus' model prayer found in Matthew 6, he prays, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. What we're about to experience and participate in is a time of guided prayer centered around this cry for God's kingdom to reign and for God's ways to be our ways here and now. You can participate on your own, with your family, or with a small group. As you listen and are guided through this experience, you will be led through a series of prayer prompts and activities. For those activities, you should have a box of provided supplies. Open and use the various items when prompted. This experience is accompanied by music. Some songs you may know, others you may not. Feel free to sing or simply to let the words meet you as you pray. Parts of this experience will also invite you to make use of your space, your posture, and movement as you are able or willing. Know that you have permission to make use of the space around you and to move about the room that you are in as you feel led. Please do not feel confined. However, if you wish to remain seated, that's okay too. We want to encourage you to spend as much time as you need in each portion of this experience. Please do not feel rushed from one portion to the next. You have permission to pause the experience and to spend as much time as you need praying or engaging with that particular topic. Should you pause, feel free to turn on additional worship music or to use the music playlists we've created of songs that have helped inspire this experience. These are available on the Kingdom Come Prayer Experience page of our website and are available through YouTube, Spotify, or Amazon. As the church, we are family. We are particularly excited if you are experiencing this with your loved ones and young ones. Please feel free to interact and discuss with them in this experience. Kids make noises and move, and that's okay. Please don't worry about that. As we pray, let it remind us of childlike faith, of pure joy, or the need to pray for our young ones. To protect our time and focus, let's silence our phones or turn off notifications and messages or place them in airplane mode. Let's take time to do that right now. Let's also take a moment to quiet our minds and set aside all mental distractions of our day or our week. For some of us, this is going to be the most challenging part. We want you to be fully present and available to what God wants to do here. Know that a team of staff and elders have gone before us. This team collectively took part in a continuous 24 hours of prayer specifically for the impact of this experience and for you listening right now. Some have been fasting, and specifically our church's elders have been praying through the night. If this experience might be challenging and uncomfortable, encouraging and meaningful, and ultimately transformational. We look forward to hearing and sharing your stories as they unfold of how God used this experience in prayer to change us. 
Sharing stories reminds us of the goodness and faithfulness of God and builds up his church. So we encourage you to share your experience with us. You are here and the spirit of God is here. And we are confident that big things can happen right here, right now. So will you pray with me as we begin? Heavenly Father, you are worthy of our praise and our worship. God, as Jesus modeled in his prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray that that prayer would echo throughout the next hour. Holy Spirit, come, lead us, help us to quiet ourselves so that we can hear your voice, that we can feel and sense your promptings as we are led through this intentional time of prayer. God be near us, Holy Spirit lead us, amen. Atmosphere is changing now for the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here. A can happen now cause the spirit of the Lord is here the evidence is all around cause the spirit of the Lord is here spirit of God fall fresh on us we need your presence your kingdom come your will be done here as in heaven spirit of God fall fresh on us we need your presence your kingdom come your will be done here as in heaven your kingdom come your will be done here as in A good father knows and sees his children. He doesn't always give them what they want, but he will always give them what they need. 
May we come to trust the heart of our good Father with both our wants and our needs. May we surrender to His care, trusting that His ways are far above our ways and that He ultimately knows what's best for us. In Psalm 34, 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Open the envelope in your box labeled Part 1. As you eat and taste the sweetness, take time to remember how God delivered on His promises in your life. What's His track record? Where and how did He show up or come through? Big or small, list or draw them out on the index card. Take as long as you need and give thanks and worship Him as you look back on each instance to remember how good and faithful our Father is. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Your faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You've never failed me The Bible is full of examples of how God keeps His promises. If you are doing this with a group or family, feel free to take a moment to pause and reflect on or share a promise that you've heard or read about in the Bible. God brought the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt and led them to the Promised Land. He brought down the walls of Jericho, giving the Israelites victory. He gave us a Savior in the form of His Son, Jesus. Our God is faithful to His promises. He is who He says He is, and He will do all He has promised to do. If He's come through before, we can be confident that He can do it again.
In Matthew 19, 26, it says, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. We believe that nothing is impossible for our God. He can do anything. Imagine how eager God is to answer our prayers when we want and ask for the good things he has in his will. It doesn't always mean he will, but we recognize that he can. When things are good or bad, when we feel him near or when we feel he's distant, we trust in his goodness and faithfulness to us as his beloved sons and daughters. We believe in his power and we trust in his will. Say that out loud with me. We believe in his power and we trust in his will. Let's pray. God, you are good and faithful. You are capable. Even when we don't believe it or see it, we trust that you are working. First Chronicles 7.14 reads this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What does it mean to humble yourself? What does that look like? Let's ponder that for a moment. And if you feel led, Write a description or draw an image of what this looks like. Families feel free to discuss together. God is sovereign. That means he is king and we are not. That everything is under his power, not ours. Humbling ourselves is recognizing this. As we move through the next three prayers together, if you are able, we invite you to take physical postures of humility as we pray. The first prayer is a prayer of lament. If you've ever felt sadness and sorrow for something lost, that's what lamenting is. Families, take time to discuss a time that you felt this way.
This is a time where we will grieve and name our pain together as we cry out to God. Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2 says this, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. What weighs heavy or troubles your heart? Let's take it before God. For this prayer, we ask you to pray on your knees with your face down, a posture of humility and full submission to our God as we lament together. Let's pray. Take a moment to pray for those who are grieving, for those who've experienced great loss this year, perhaps of a lost loved one, a lost milestone, a lost celebration, a lost experience. Pray that our God, the God of all comfort, would meet them in their time of desperation. Take a moment now to pray for those who are sick, for those suffering from illness or disease, for those who are experiencing crippling anxiety or depression. Pray that God would meet them in their pain, that he might bring healing and recovery if it's within his will. But no matter what, we trust in the goodness of our Father and in his will knowing that there is power in his presence, no matter how we may suffer in this life. Let's take a moment to pray for our healthcare workers, our educators, our social service workers, and our service industry workers. Each of us likely knows someone who serves in each of these roles. Pray for that person. Pray for God's protection over these people. Pray that he would be the great sustainer as they serve our communities. Take a moment now to pray for our country and its leaders. Pray that God would give them wisdom to lead us well and to help them navigate the challenges that we are currently facing. And finally, let's take a moment to pray for unity, for justice, for reconciliation and peace in a time of great racial and political tension. God, forgive us for when we've been agents of division rather than agents of your peace and love. May your peace and love penetrate our hearts that we might see with your eyes, seeing each other as your beloved sons and daughters. Help us find our way back to your heart that we might find our way back to one another. Let's pray. God, our world is broken by sin. There is so much sorrow, pain, injustice, shame, and sickness. 
God, hear our desperate cries. We pray your kingdom to come. We pray for your peace, your love, your leading and wisdom, your redemption and hope. God, may your kingdom come in our world. Bring it all to peace, the storm surrounding me, let it break at your name, still, call the sea to still, the rage in me to still, every wave at your name, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. The second prayer is a prayer of repentance. If you've ever done, thought, or said something wrong, realized it was wrong, and wanted to change, that is repentance. Repentance is like when you're going on a walk and you realize that you're going the wrong way. You turn around, you repent, and get back on the right path. This prayer of repentance is a time where we turn our hearts, our eyes, and our entire being back toward God. God sent his son, Jesus, to earth, where he lived the perfect life. He did all God said was good to do and did not do anything that God called wrong or evil. Jesus showed us what it's like to live in the kingdom of God. Jesus was killed, but he did not die for his sins. He died for your sin and my sin. Jesus died the death that we deserved so that we could live and experience the full life he promised. Repentance is a regular practice for followers of Jesus. When we see that we have done wrong, we confess it and we turn back to God. As we pray for repentance, a literal turning of ourselves, we ask you now during this moment to turn and face the opposite direction that you are currently facing. You can remain on your knees if you choose, or you can sit with your head bowed. But now we move into this time for a prayer of repentance. Maybe we have taken things that are not ours. Maybe we are craving the things that other people have. Maybe we're putting things ahead of our God. Maybe we are irritating and frustrating our kids. Maybe we're always working and never resting and trusting God. Maybe we've been abusing a substance. Maybe we are not honoring God with our bodies and we need to be saving them for our spouses in marriage. Maybe it's being unfaithful in our marriages. Maybe it's hating and being angry towards someone or a group of people. Possibly thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. 
Maybe we're refusing to forgive those who have wronged us. Maybe we're struggling to obey our parents. Maybe we're being gluttons and overeating and indulging in food. Maybe we're being self-righteous and trusting the good things we do to save us more than you, God. Maybe it's something that we've not said, but now, God, we want to humble ourselves and turn from our wrongful ways. Humbly, God, we want to recognize our sin. We want to own it. We want to turn from it. I have run from your presence and from my conscience, but I will run no more, God. We have hidden ourselves in the shadows, seeking to avoid your face, even as did our father Adam and mother Eve in the garden. I have drawn away from the sound of your voice and listened to others that sound like me. We have been fearful of what you might speak into our lives, fearful of what obedience might require, for we have sinned, O God. And I am pained at this thought and shamed to bring my faults into the light. We confess, God, that we have broken faith, broken trust, wounded one another, and for this we repent. Let's pause and take time to confess to God, or in the presence of God to a fellow believer, by whatever means seems appropriate. Because as James, the brother of Jesus, reminds us, he tells us that we are to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed. Because the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Restore of all things. Redeem the damage that we have done. Restore. Remake. Rekindle. Rebuild. Heal, comfort, and repair. Use even the consequences of our sin to conform our hearts into a more fitting likeness of you, Jesus. Teach me true repentance, that we would fully face the consequences of our actions, choices, asking forgiveness where necessary, and making restitutions where possible, and caring more for the hurts of those that we have harmed. Give me patience. Let me not respond in shame or frustration when those I have sinned against are not easily able to forgive. O oh God, be merciful. Do not add to my sin the weight of having placed upon someone else a burden of unforgiveness that will eat at their soul like a cancer. For their sake, O oh Lord, grant them the grace of true forgiveness and the freedom that will follow it. I know our tendency is to hide our desires and our temptations, allowing them to give birth to sinful actions. Bless us, Father, with community around us that walks together in transparency, with conviction, where we can live more accountable and less likely to harm again. Forgive us, Lord. Restore us. We are always, every moment, in need of you. May your kingdom come in our lives. It's hard.
not a one thing, it's another. Caught up in words, tangled in lies. But you are a savior, and you take brokenness aside and make it beautiful, beautiful. You make it beautiful, beautiful. We repent of the things that we've done, but sometimes we also need to repent because we are not doing those things that we should be doing. And so now we move into a time where we want to pray for movement. God, may your kingdom come in our communities and our churches. This is a time where we will pray for kingdom impact in our world and in the hearts of people and for those on the front lines of advancing God's kingdom here on earth. God's kingdom is on the move. And as a follower of Jesus, you are part of this movement. If you feel led, this is a specific time that we want to invite you to move about the room, symbolizing that God's kingdom moves through us. You'll want to get your number two envelope and some paper and a pen. And as you move around the room, please be mindful of other space. To begin, let's pray for those who need God. Let's pray for those who are far from God, those lost people, those ones who need to be awakened, those longing for more. Lord, in this moment, we ask that you would bring a name to our mind that you're inviting us to pray for. And as we continue to pray for those that don't yet know you, we ask that you would put that name on our minds and on our hearts. So as you pray, and when the Lord brings that name to you, we want to invite you to write that name on the card so that you can pray for them now and pray for them in the days ahead. Maybe this is a person that's a family member. Maybe it's someone on your team, a coworker. Maybe it's a friend, a teacher. We invite you to ask God to place that name in your mind. And now let's pray for those who are leading and advancing your kingdom. Those global missionaries, those local missionaries, the leaders in our church, the leaders in other churches. And as we pray for the kingdom to expand and for the kingdom to be on the move, and we pray for the kingdom workers, we want you to go ahead and open up envelope number two. Inside, you're going to find a photo. Maybe a photo of somebody on staff here at White Oak. It may be a photo of one of our mission partners, a ministry leader, I want to ask you to be praying for them specifically during this time. Pray for their families. Pray for their ministries. Pray for their relationship with you, God. Their courage. Pray for their faithfulness. Ask the Lord to give them the wisdom they need to lead. Pray for their quiet times with you. Pray for their protection and their health.
God, you have told us that the harvest is full, and we are asking you to send out workers into that harvest. We are all your workers. Send us out. And God, for the workers that you're sending, we pray for those in our community, and we pray for those around the world. And God, we ask for the opportunities. We ask for many opportunities. Also in that number two envelope, you'll find a little vial of dirt. That dirt comes from our Ross campus's new facility. It's currently under construction and later this year should open. We want you to take a moment to pray for all those who are going to be impacted by the ministry that will take place in that building and that will be sent out from that building. Pray for the community. Pray for the opportunities when that building opens. Pray for those who are going to find themselves walking through the doors and meeting Jesus for the very first time. I want you to go ahead and grab your cell phone or computer or tablet. I want you to hold it as you pray for this next group. It's the group of people that are being impacted by our online ministry. There are people who are listening, there are people who are watching, who are able to participate, maybe for the first time, or to stay connected with White Oak because of this online presence. God, we want to pray for those who will come across a social media post or that will come across one of our messages online that they would hear about the hope that is available to them. God, we pray for those people who are a part of that community and those that will discover it. God, we pray for the teams of people that make that online reality a possibility. So as you hold that phone, that computer, think about all those who are a part of this online community that we have the opportunity to reach with the hope of Jesus. We also want to pray for our Coleraine campus. We want to pray that the building would continue to be a hub for ministry, both where people are able to come in and hear the good news of Jesus, to join a group, to be uh, connected to one another, and also a place where they are sent out with this message of hope. So take a moment and pray for those who are a part of the Coleraine campus. Lastly, we want to pray for the families, the parents, students, kids across all of our campuses, those who call White Oak home, those who make up the White Oak family, whether they be online, at our Ross campus, at our Coleraine campus, we pray for them that they would experience you in new ways this year, that they would be sent out on mission, God, that their faith would continue to grow. We pray for our White Oak family. We pray for our brothers and sisters. Lord, the mission is great. The need is great. But you are greater, God. May your kingdom come here in our communities and in our churches.
You may now return to your seat as we move to the next portion of our time together. Ephesians 3, 20, 21 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. For this last portion of our time together, we invite you to sit in wonder, to dream, to get curious about the more that God wants to do in and through you. If you would, please open the envelope labeled Part 3. Pull out the index cards and the writing utensils, whether that's crayons or pens, as we sit and wonder together. We invite you to get creative, to write or draw your answers to two very important questions as we pray. The first question is this, what do I need to surrender? In other words, what stands in the way of the more that God wants to do in and through me? Oftentimes, the voices of fear, doubt, and unbelief are what keep us from dreaming or pursuing the immeasurably more God has for us. That voice often asks questions like, what if you fail? God can do amazing things, but doesn't that seem a little unrealistic? What will your friends think or your family think? Do you think God really would use you to do something like that? Are you even worthy or qualified? Matthew 17, 20 says this, Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Please take out and hold the mustard seed in the Ziploc bag found in the envelope labeled part three. Look at how small it is. It's so small that hundreds of them can fit in the size of one watermelon seed. With just that much faith, Jesus tells us we can move mountains. Nothing will be impossible. If you haven't already done so, let's take a minute right now to draw that picture or write down what it is that you need to surrender to make room for God to work in your life. We're going to take a moment to surrender what stands in the way of the more God has for you and to make room for faith, even as small as a mustard seed, and to allow God's Spirit to lead us in dreaming and pursuing the more we were made for. Let's be reminded that God is concerned about your availability, not your ability. He will give you the ability. Think of a mere shepherd boy who became king. Think of a man who could not speak well, leading a nation. God always qualifies the called. He will equip us with everything we need to accomplish what he has for us. We just need to have faith and be obedient to follow where he directs us. We need to believe that God can move the mountain. Let's pray. God, we know you want to move mountains in and through us to make your kingdom known here on earth as it is in heaven. 
So right now, God, we call out and surrender all fear, all doubt. God, forgive us for the times we've doubted or ignored you and felt like we couldn't do something you are nudging us to do because we think we can't. Forgive us for the times we've prayed or dreamed small. Please replace the voices of fear and doubt with your truth. Remind us, Lord, of your power and your presence. Remind us that you call and equip us. Remind us that we are your sons and daughters called worthy. We make room, God, for whatever you want to do. Nothing is too big or impossible for you. question is this, what is God calling me to do? In other words, what is the immeasurably more God might want to do in and through you, and how might you take a step or a leap towards it? This is a bold and risky question. The answer may require us to get uncomfortable, to leave something behind, to learn a new skill, or to put something on the line. Let's bravely dig in here as we pray. Pray with me, please. God, show me who and what my heart breaks for that's near and dear to your heart. Who and what have you given me a deep ache for? God, you've wired our hearts with passions. You've given all of us gifts and abilities. May our hearts be so clearly aligned with yours in this moment, and may our eyes see so clearly how you might want to use us for your kingdom's glory. Please make it obvious. Holy Spirit, lead us now. Show us our next steps.
Let's take a moment now to pull out that index card and your pens or your crayons and think about the prayer you just prayed. What is it that God is calling you to? What has he revealed to you in that prayer time? Who is he calling you to? Write it down or draw a picture of it now. to recap we must surrender what is it you are to surrender to make room for God to do his work we seek what is God calling you to do we must have faith and believe God can do it Jesus says we can move mountains but we must truly and confidently believe it can be so hold those mustard seeds again as we complete this time of prayer together we commit to continuing to pray like the world depends on it and to bravely seek God's more for our lives. We commit to moving mountains for His glory, no matter what it takes. 
We hope and pray that this mustard seed is a reminder of what our God can do in and through us if we only have the faith that he can. Let's pray as we complete our time of Kingdom Come prayer together. Father, we recognize that you are good and faithful and sovereign over all things. We lament the brokenness of this world. We repent of our sinful ways. And we pray for a movement of your kingdom here and now. Help us to surrender that which hinders our faith. Break our hearts for what breaks yours and lead us and guide us in the more that you have for us. Help us to be courageous and obedient in taking the next steps for what you're calling us to. May we be mountain movers for your kingdom and for your glory. Thank you for this time. Again, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This concludes our Kingdom Come prayer experience. Thanks for joining us. Prayer is powerful and necessary, and while we hope this time has been encouraging and moving for you, we hope it doesn't stop. We want to be God's church in motion, a church fully committed to prayer and seeking God. So please, continue to pray like the world depends on it, and continue to move mountains and chase after that abundant, full life that God has for you. Much of this experience can be revisited or repeated in your own individual prayer time. We hope these prompts and exercises might help you develop a posture and discipline of prayer in your spiritual journey. Also, each box contains a prayer wheel for each person. Maybe your next step is simply to pray. This prayer wheel might be your next step, or it could lead you to your next step. There are also additional resources in your box for your family as well. We invite you to share your experience with us. We'd love to know how God met and challenged you through this experience. What resonated? What bold next steps are you taking? And what mountains you might be moving? We'd love to come alongside you, so please message us through our Facebook pages or contact us through our website. 
We also invite you to share this experience with someone else. Offer to pray through it with someone. Teach them what you know about a faithful God who sees and hears us and who moves mountains. Lead them in the next steps that God might be calling them to. The enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus offers full life. So may you experience the full life that Jesus offers. May you believe that God has the power. May you pray like the world depends on it. May you trust confidently in our trustworthy God, and may you be obedient to take the next faithful step. Together, we can move mountains for God's kingdom.